When your battery goes dead, everything can come to a stop. Don't take a chance on getting stranded. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and get your battery tested free of charge. If your battery does need to be replaced, O'Reilly Auto Parts can help you find the exact superstar battery that fits your car or truck at a guaranteed low price. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to episode 88 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker. We have a great guest today. Her name is Christine Lakin. You might know her from the hit show Step by Step in the 90s. All my 90s ladies are like, what? I know who that is. And she has worked on a ton of projects in film and television over the years. But now she's here today to tell us about her new show, Hollywood Darlings. And we'll get to that in just a minute. But before we get started, I want to let you guys know a little bit more about Up For Probiotics. If you've ever wanted to try a probiotic, this is a great way to start. Check out Up For Probiotics. They've been making probiotics and only probiotics since 1979. Up for probiotics help support your healthy gut bacteria, which is so important for your immune system and your digestive system and a host of other problems and issues you might be facing. Go now to motherhoodinhollywood.com, click on the Up For Probiotics image to find out how you can start creating a happier inside. Come on, Mama! Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hey, everybody. So excited that you're listening to this episode right now. Um, Mostly because that means, yay, someone's listening. Uh, But seriously, I'm so glad you're listening today. Take a minute and subscribe to Motherhood in Hollywood if you haven't already on iTunes and Stitcher. And then leave me a review. Let me know what you think of the show, what you think of the guest, um, if you want more or less swearing. I'm into it. Whatever, whatever you want to do. Just take a minute and leave me a review. Thank you. Okay. Also getting down a business. Mm, I want to make sure you guys know you can follow me on Twitter at Heather Brooker and also at MIH podcast if you are so inclined, but also on Instagram at motherhood in Hollywood, as well as on Facebook and motherhood in Hollywood. I've been so addicted lately to doing Facebook lives over there and it's so much fun to be live. It reminds me a lot of my old days in television as a reporter whenever I go live on the scene of some crime or you know whatever the story of the day might have been and there's just something very exciting about live television Um, and I love that Facebook has brought that to their medium that immediacy and the excitement of going live okay my cat just jumped up (laughs) my cat just jumped up and slammed into the microphone now the question is do we stop and re-record or do we press on we press on anyway um gracie i love you the internet sensation uh anyway so uh i want to really quickly give a couple of uh shout outs to uh new twitter followers hello at hug london uh lakia at promoted parent and sarah wilson at my smart puppy as well as andrea fexo at Andrea Fexo. Thank you so much. And Sherry Winston, who I just did um, a podcast with. I was a guest on a show called TNA Talk Sex. And it was an episode that was entirely devoted to women's bodies and 
essentially what happens with us whenever we have a baby in terms of like sex drive, um, not even necessarily just sex drive, but talking about sex after having a baby. So it was a great episode. It was a lot of fun. I revealed a lot of information about myself. So if you want to check that out, if you're just dying to know, <laughs> if you're just like, I need to know more about Heather's sex life, go check that out. TNA Talk Sex. Uh, a lot of fun things happening in my world. We are leaving in a few weeks for our trip to London, and I cannot wait uh, I'm almost overwhelmed at the options and possibilities and things that there are to do while we're there. So I'm trying to narrow it down. And since I'm now running out of time and only have a couple weeks left, I got to figure some stuff out. And also in a month, you guys, less than a month, Channing is going to be turning four. And I'm so excited and overwhelmed and just like very nostalgic. I started this podcast when she had just turned two. So... It's been in a crazy couple of years and I just can't believe that she's turning into this little human being, this wonderful, you know, full of life and personality and opinions, a uh, human being. And speaking of, she just walked in the room. I'm glad you just brought some chocolate milk. Oh, I guess I bought, I bought Channing some chocolate milk for the first time and she's just discovered it in the refrigerator. So she's very excited to tell me that she's glad I bought it. Can you say hi to everybody? Hi. And tell everybody how old are you going to be for your birthday? Five. No, no. You're going to be four. Four. Um, you flew to chocolate milk with my snack okay well we'll have some chocolate milk later okay okay all right um, anyway on, on tuesday okay on, on tuesday tuesday to my to my lunch on on on, on school okay okay thank you <laughs> okay so it's pretty fitting that's pretty much my life guys um that is mom life. That is motherhood in Hollywood. While I'm trying to do my work, uh, I'm also trying to balance being a mom. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes we just incorporate our kids into what we're doing, which is the beauty of podcasting, I think. Anyway, so um, I, apparently I need to go get somebody some chocolate milk. So I want to get right to my guest today, Christine Lakin. You guys might recognize her um, from the 90s show Step by Step. That's where she had her big breakout role. And she's worked on so many TV and film projects um, between now and between then and now. And I'm so excited because she's going to be, first of all, she shares her birth story, which is so beautiful and um, really just kind of a lovely thing to, um, to hear as moms. We all kind of like to hear each other's birth story and compare and, you know, and share that part of ourselves. But also she talks about a new show she has coming out with Jody Sweeten and Beverly Mitchell from um, Full House, Fuller House and Seventh Heaven. It's called Hollywood Darlings, and it looks hilarious. I'm a huge fan of anything that skewers the Hollywood industry and the Hollywood image a little bit, and this looks like it's going to be so much fun. So I cannot wait to watch it on Pop TV. It's coming out, I believe, April 12th. So I am going to go get some chocolate milk and let you guys listen to the interview with Christine Lakin. Congratulations, your baby's about to be a year old, yes. right? Yes, 
It's crazy. Yeah. It's so weird how fast time goes. Everyone says that, and I know it's like a, you know, it's such a cliche thing to say, what the days are long, but the years are short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's really weird because, you know, I'm in a mommy and me, and yesterday was one of the other kids' first birthdays, and the mom was super emotional. Yeah. And I didn't even, like, think about it like that hasn't registered because I'm too busy figuring out what the theme is going to be and getting the invitations out and looking at Pinterest looking at Pinterest (laughs) and getting puppets and making my husband learn old McDonald had a farm on the guitar (laughs) oh that's perfect Um, so you know like then I thought like oh my god you think back to that day and you think like happy birthday Mm -hmm. really it's the day of someone's birth and Mm -hmm. like that whole story every woman has theirs is so unique and you know, and uh, like thinking back on her birth was so was kind of traumatic for me. Um, so thinking I thinking back where the birth part was, the birth part was, yeah. And I had what a happened? like, if I you almost want to talk about it, yeah. I almost couldn't like, I kind of glossed over it mm-hmm. because it was I didn't realize sort of how terrifying it was for me. Um, so essentially, um, everything else was so textbook with my pregnancy and I was very lucky for that. I had some morning sickness, but it was nothing crazy and I felt great and I worked throughout my pregnancy. And, um, and then my, I, my water broke about a week early Mm -hmm. and it was like a little trickle. And I thought, is this my water? Cause it, you know, it's hard to tell. Or am I peeing? Am I peeing? (laughs) Was it pee? And then I called my doctor and he said, well, you know what? Come in tomorrow. Just let me check. Y'all be in the office. It's a Saturday. And like, let's just make sure what's going on. Right. So I go in, he, he checks me. He's like, I, it's not testing as amniotic fluid. Um, I think you're probably maybe in the beginning stages. And I had had some contractions, but they weren't ongoing. Right. And he said, um, you didn't test positive for group B, right? And I said, no, I don't think so. I mean, no one told me I did. Right. And he said, all right, let me just check your chart really quickly and make sure. And I had. <gasps> and oh no gosh. one had told me that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a huge mess Right. Up. <laughs> it is because that's oh something no. you should definitely know. Yeah. So what happened? He said, I need to admit you. And here I am, like, it's a Saturday. I thought uh, there was... No, you thought, this, I'm just going in for a check. I'm going in for a checkup. And, like, my plan, of course, mm-hmm. as we all had one, mm-hmm. my plan was to go back home and labor at home as long as possible. And I had taken all the classes. And my husband knew all the massage techniques. And mm-hmm. I had my lavender candle. Like, I had all my things. Wow. And uh, so I immediately, we go across the street, and I, of course, start crying. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't believe this. They're going to admit me, and now I know that I have, like, 24 hours to get the baby out, and I'm not even, I'm not even contracting. So this is, like, everything I don't want. Right. So they admit me, and I'm immediately, like, they're, like, well, we have to put you on a fetal monitor, and we have to do all these things, and I'm, like, I want to get off this monitor once an hour and walk around, and so I did all of that. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, like, three hours later, the contractions actually really started, and I'm, like, oh, good. Like, I'm making this happen. This is going to work. It's actually going to be okay. Right. Um, My water really broke for real, and everything was, like, on the move. Awesome. Right. Five, six hours go by, and I am in the throes of labor and like we're talking one minute apart and I'm just like, I'm dying. I'm just like oh doubled God. over, you know, moaning the whole thing. Yeah. And the, one, the nurse comes in and she's like, how are we feeling about that epidural now? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like <laughs> even talk. And uh, she, I wonder if the nurses sometimes are like, yeah, we'll see. Oh, I'm I think sure they in all LA, are. I'm sure in LA they get a ton of women who are like, I just want to do it natch. Of course. You know? Of course. <laughs> and then I think an hour later they're all screaming. Everyone's screaming and they're all rolling. <laughs> Rolling their eyes, probably in the break room, eating right. a cookie. So I, um, uh, she comes back in and she checks me and she says, well, you're between a two and three. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like it wasn't working at all. Like oh, nothing no. was working. Um, and that's after I had already agreed to the epidural. And, you know, a friend of mine was a dancer for a long time and I was as well. And I thought, well, maybe I'll get the epidural and maybe it will actually relax things and it'll actually help me progress. Sure. And that, of course, was not the case. Mm. And it stopped all the contractions. It oh, made me wow. feel better, but it stopped everything else. They started me on Pitocin. That didn't work. And now I really was upset with myself. And I felt like I had derailed my own birth. And I felt like I, I blamed myself. I shouldn't have gotten the epidural. I should have just stuck it out. And mm. I should have done this. I don't know why we do this as women. We blame ourselves all the time mm -hmm. for things we have no control over, including our own bodies. Yeah. <laughs> you just, I mean, you can't control birth. That's, that's the one, you know. No. Uh, it's, we do that, I think, because there is an expectation. Mm -hmm. I think especially here in L.A., there's a desire to want to have that natural, beautiful process. Yeah. I planned the same way you did. My husband and I took the birthing classes. We knew about the positions for massaging and all that right. stuff. We had a plan, too. And I was I had a ball I was going to bounce on. Yeah. I spent hours <laughs> creating my birth mix. There was Dave Matthews. I mean, it was going <laughs> to be magic. And um, it didn't – mine was similar to yours in that we um, – we had a, uh, I don't want to say, my friend Lisa corrected me. It's not an emergency C-section, but it was an unplanned C-section. Mm -hmm. um, and it did not go as planned. And I kicked myself for a long time after, like, you right. know, that I didn't get to follow through. And I felt like I missed out on something. I totally get it. You know, that natural feeling of a vaginal birth that um, so many women get to um, experience. But at the end of the day, it's like she's here and she's healthy and that's... And do we really care? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. No, but we are hard on ourselves are. about it. Absolutely. Especially in that moment and like you spend nine months leading up like thinking about it, yeah. you know? Um, so the whole night went by mm -hmm. and the next morning comes and we're still between a two and three. Oh, no. Oh, horrible. And I'm just like, I was like hibernating, you oh know? I think like I, when things go wrong, I just like lay in bed and, and just like and hibernate for a moment. Yeah. 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 And the nurse came back in and I just, I knew that they were all out there where she has group B and, you know, and I hadn't spiked a fever or anything yet, but I knew that the, everyone was Now talking. tell everybody what group B is and like how you, right. how it affects pregnancy so or at least as far as you know. group B, it, it, the best way I can describe it is it's like strep in your vagina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super sexy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's nothing anyway. Sometimes yeah. you can have it with one pregnancy and not have it with another. It has mm -hmm. nothing to do with, and it, it's very random. Right. And if you do get it, there's a um, chance that you, if you can spike a fever and the womb can get too hot and the baby can start getting a fever as well, it can just be very dangerous. Right. You also have to be, have to be very careful with um, when you deliver. Um, there can be complications in terms of the baby getting something, and they just have to make sure that, you know, if they have to put a baby on antibiotics right away, they would rather you be in a hospital where they can monitor a baby or in a, some kind of a facility where mm -hmm. they can monitor the baby to make sure everything's all right. So that being said, um, I uh, I could hear they were all kind of whispering C-section, and I was, you know, I this I was just kind of resigned to it, even though I, this is not what I had wanted. Mm -hmm. My doctor comes in, and he says, you know what's strange? It's like your cervix is still closed, but you've started to dilate. Like at the very end, your cervix is still actually stuck shut. Oh, wow. Have you ever had like cryogenics? And I said, you mean when you go into the cold thing to freeze your fat? Like, I didn't know what he was talking <laughs> right, about. Right, right, right. And I said, no, I've never done that. He said, no, no, I mean, like, have you ever had an abnormal pap and had anything frozen? I said, no. 
It's like because sometimes that we see this with patients oh, who have had that. Okay. It's like, let me try something. And I can only describe it as <laughs> he basically reached his hand in uh-huh. and manually opened my cervix with his fingers. Oh, wow. My husband was watching. And I'm sure he was like, what? And my husband's like, I'll just say this. He really put his back into it. <laughs> now, at this hilarious. point, thank God for that epidural. Right. Because I didn't feel a thing. Ooh. He opens my cervix. He's like, let's see what that does. I'll be back in about an hour. I went from between a two and three to a six in wow. an hour. And all of a sudden he's like, okay, here now we we're go. In business. Now we're in business. So for whatever reason, your cervix just wasn't opening and it wasn't in line with the contractions you were having. That's right. Wow. And you know, then afterwards I had told this story to a couple other people and one of a friend of mine's mother who had like five children said, I had this with three of my kids and I swear to God, it was because I was a dancer and an ice skater that my huh. body was so used to in pain being like clenching. Yeah. Being like um, tight. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that has something to do with it. Who knows? Um, anyway, so everything started to roll fast. I was thrilled, obviously. Right. I was just like, yes, I'm going to be able to do this and it's going to be great. And um, we get to like three, four hours later and I'm almost at a 10 and they're starting to be like, okay, we're going to like, we're going to do some practice pushing and I'm going to come in and you're going to hold here and Brandon, we need you over right. here. It's my husband. And uh, I started to run a fever. Oh, no. So it got a little scary. And they were like, listen, we're going to get the baby out. But I need you to be very. And at this point, it had been 24 hours, right? It had been over 24 hours. Over 24 hours, hours, yeah. I'd been admitted, I think, around 11 a.m. And this is now like 2 in the afternoon the next day. So just barely over. Um, But I like just made that cutoff. Yeah. So and I oh and by the way because they had thought I was going to have a C section I haven't eaten or drank anything. Oh my like, gosh! I could have, have been ice chips. so weak. I was. Why don't starving. they? What is the fear with ice chips? Every time I've ever had to be in a hospital or visited someone, they're like, "No ice chips." It's like, really? What do you? It's think? the worst. I Finally, wish, they yeah. let me have a little bit of liquid. I mean, I was yeah. parched. Yeah. And I'm watching like my husband eat a bagel. Oh <laughs> I'm no! Literally like. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Um, so they come in and, uh, okay, we need you to, you know, we can't, they were basically telling me, like, we can't spend three hours pushing. Like, yeah. We need to really get the baby out, out. And I was like, I can do this. I can do this. So we, everything starts. I start my pushing. I mean, I was able to push her out in about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I closed my eyes and I just focused, man. Like, I was like, <laughs> you focus every, all your energy way down there. She starts coming out. I can hear my husband next to me, who's, mm-hmm. by the way, forgetting to put the oxygen back on me because he's like, what's happening? What's happening? Um, her head comes out, and my doctor says, stop pushing. Stop pushing. The cord was wrapped around her neck twice. He cuts the cord. I don't know any of this, yeah. of course. He cuts the cord off her neck. They were able to get her out. They put her on my chest, mm-hmm. and I thought she was dead. Oh, my God. She was just like a limp, purple thing. Oh and I'm like looking at her and I'm, you know, everybody, even you dream of this moment and you've had this beautiful natural, natural birth, mm, vaginal right, birth, right. whatever we want to call it. <clears throat> and you, uh, this is what I had wanted. And it was, I didn't have that moment of euphoria of like mm-hmm. looking at her and thinking, oh my God, I just did that. I was like, what's going on? What's, right. what's, and then they took her right away and they put her over on the table and I heard him say, call the NICU team. And then all of a sudden, all these things started happening around me. And I kept asking, what's happening? What's happening? And no one would tell me what's happening. She wasn't breathing. Oh, my God. It was terrifying. Yeah. It took about a minute, which, of course, in my mind, felt like an hour. Yeah. Um, my husband almost passed out. He literally then, at that point, took the oxygen and sat down. 
So he's gone. <laughs> I'm going to try not to cry while you're telling the story. Cause it, oh, I, I, I can't imagine what that would be like. Yeah. yeah. He's gone. My doctor's in front of me sewing me. Mm-hmm. The NICU, the baby, I can't even see the baby. She's yeah. over on the table. The team is surrounding her and no one's saying anything. And I'm alone. Oh. I'm just like alone. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm supposed to be happy, but I feel scared. Yeah. And I, I don't know what's going And I kept saying, what's going on? What's going on? Right. Finally, I heard a, I heard a cry. Finally. And it was just like, oh my God. And then the next like 15 minutes, I was just trying to like calm myself down. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't see her for 15 minutes because I had a regulator and she had some trauma. She was a little bit distressed. Mm -hmm. So they had to make sure everything was okay. Um, My husband went over and was able to, I was like, touch her, touch her, you know? And then they finally gave her to me. And when they did, it was like they put this person in my arms and I it's like I didn't know how to feel. Yeah. Does that make sense? It totally does. I, You know, I, there is, I think, a huge misconception about what happens in the birthing process, partly in, because of TV and movies. They make, yeah. you know, make it seem like this, this magical moment. Hallmark co- commercials don't help and stuff like that. You know, um, it is not necessarily as magical for everybody Yeah, because I didn't feel that initially either. They gave her to me and I was like, Oh, I love her. But it wasn't like this feeling that <gasps> I didn't oh my cry. God, this is I, not like I, I didn't cry. Crying. Yeah, no, I didn't cry either. Um, I cried when she first came out because I, I had, like I said, I had an unexpected C-section and I was a little nervous about what was going on. Of so course. I cried then, but it, it wasn't until like, honestly, like a day or two, maybe even a week later where I was like, Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. Because your hormones I think are, are going crazy. Your body has just been through some trauma. Yep. Uh, and you are, it's a huge adjustment emotionally and, and physically and all of that. So I don't think that's unusual. It's it was, not unusual. Yeah. And it just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't what I ex- expected, I guess. Yeah. Um, and really I think that's, you know, it's, we all put our own expectation on right. what we think it's going to be like and probably write our own story before it even happens. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, look, I, she ended up being completely fine. Everything mm-hmm. was fine. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for my doctor for trying something rather than just being like, eh, let's send you after a C-section. I got a golf game at two. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, 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 really appreciate that he gave me the opportunity to try to do that um but um and then the craziest thing is and this is the other thing nobody told me about birth then you go back to your hospital room um after you have your golden hour which by the way was like (laughs) basically taken up with all the trauma Uh um they finally wheel us into the next phase and we have this baby sitting in this bassinet in between us and they're like okay so the two of you just need to take turns watching her throughout the night. Uh-huh. And um, good luck. So good luck, <laughs> pretty much. And we're going to come in like every hour and a half and bother you. Yes, every so hour and a half. So even if you do get a chance to maybe fall asleep for an hour, you're probably, nope. it's probably gonna be more like 45 minutes. So we're going to get back to Christine's birth story in just a minute, but I want to take a second and tell you guys more about up for probiotics. I'm getting older, you guys. (laughs) 
<laughs> I know, I know. So I've been paying a lot more attention lately to things like my heart. And Up4 has a specifically designed heart health formula. It features a patented super strain that is the first clinically proven probiotic to help maintain healthy cholesterol levels in the body. The goal of their heart health formula is to help maintain normal amounts of cholesterol in your body and support your body's natural elimin elimination, hello, elimination of cholesterol. So if that's something you've been thinking of, if you've been thinking about your heart and you're interested in learning more about keeping your heart healthy, why not try a probiotic? Go now to motherhoodinhollywood.com. Click on the Up4 probiotics image to find out more about Up4 and their heart health formula and how you can start creating a happier inside. But um, it truly is not the lovely, luxurious, like, and now yeah. I'm resting here with my daughter looking gorgeous, you know? It's not. And <laughs> it's like, it's the hardest place to recover. Mm -hmm. The bed was maybe from 1976 probably it was mm -hmm. so uncomfortable <laughs> all i remember is like i was delirious yeah because i'm sure i was just i basically given birth and now i'm up all night and i was just holding her like rocking like in my bed oh my like gosh. i think i was watching i was watching hbo i think i was watching like the entire season of girls or something like <laughs> i was just trying to stay awake anything i could yeah, do to yeah. stay awake and i would find myself like slipping off and be like <laughs> like it was yeah. just like it was awful. Oh, it's it was a, so hard. It's such a hard process. And she, but she's good now, right? Oh, she's great. And yeah. I love her name, Thank Georgia, you. right? Georgia. Oh, that's such a beautiful name. Yeah. I love that. And you are planning her birthday. I am. Um, Thanks for letting me go down that memory lane, yeah. actually. That <laughs> I either like, that or you'll be like, why did she make me reveal No, that was like that? really therapeutic. <laughs> good. Really, yeah. Good. I'm glad. Well, I, I love hearing everybody's birth story because it's all fascinating how similar we all are yet different mm -hmm. you know everybody has something different to say but there's a similar themes mm -hmm. um but yeah so I am excited to talk to you about first of all how has your career changed what has changed in your life since becoming a mom have you slowed down a little bit oh yeah are you ramping up because I know you have a new show coming out I do I mean it, it's uh it's different mm -hmm. um I would say I I definitely took time off um, I went to work. I took my first job seven weeks after she was born and it was only a one day job. And that's the only reason I took it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but I did take a, probably about three months. I did a little bit of voiceover work here and there, mm -hmm. uh, which was a nice way to ease back into just getting away for a few hours. Um, and I usually only did it. I mean, of course I only did it when my husband was home. I wouldn't, I, for the first three months, we didn't even do sitters or anything because yeah. I just wanted to really try to be there for mm -hmm. her as much as possible. And I didn't want to do anything. Yeah. I've gotten better at saying no to things that don't serve me Yeah, and things that don't serve her because like it's, it, things are less important and I am not chasing a game anymore. I'm just trying to make a living and continue doing what I like to do, but I'm less interested in whatever the hottest new show is and who's auditioning for this and who got in for that. Like, I don't, I don't care. Isn't that interesting how your perspective changes a little bit when you become a mom, oh, Yeah, especially in this town, because it does seem like it's less of a um, a hustle. Like you yeah. said, like, it's like, mm, I don't really need to go to this event or this, you know, red carpet, whatever. Um, I'd rather just stay home with my baby. Yeah. And I mean, I was, you know, I had an audition yesterday. It's, it's pilot season. So mm -hmm. things are starting to, you know, get Ramp busy up. again. Yeah. And, um, that's the struggle because we don't have full-time help. Mm -hmm. Uh, we have 
I have like eight sitters. <laughs> yeah. On rotation. Uh, yeah. I've got, that's I'm what eight, you have I'm to do. Deep. <laughs> yeah. That's what you have to do. I tell people all the time, like get, get a rotation of sitters and like people who can help you because yeah. invariably if one isn't there, you're going to need backups. Yeah. And my thing is too, if I'm not working, I want to be home, Yeah, you know, and it's very difficult, especially in this town. I feel like maybe other cities are different, but here, you know, childcare and nannying is very much a business for people. It is. So people don't want like a half time, mm-hmm. part-time job. They either really want like a full-time nanny situation. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to find somebody who's really flexible yeah. to just do some hours sometimes. Yeah. But that being said, um, I went to this audition. I saw three friends and in the past, it might have been one of those things where people are like, oh, hi. Oh, how are you? You know? And it's not like that anymore. Um, and they're texting their friends, uh, she got her hair cut. Oh, my God. Can you believe this? <laughs> right. What is she, who is she trying to be? a competitive vibe in right. the waiting room. And it's just, it's not like that anymore. How's mm-hmm. your sweet baby? Oh, she's mm-hmm. great. How are you? You had a baby, too. That's wonderful. And it's more of like a catch-up session. It's like, well, man, if I don't get it, I hope you get it. Right. Because really, at the end of the day, you're only competing with yourself. You're going in there, and if they like you, it's you. And if it's not, it's okay. Yeah. Because I have a life outside of all of this, too. That's the key right there, is I think that once you realize you, there's more to life than just the Hollywood hustle of auditioning yeah. and headshots and acting classes and networking and all of that, there's more to life. It really opens up your world. And I think for moms, especially and dads too, it, it lifts the stress and the pressure off of performing. And absolutely. Um, do you still feel any pressure though? Like from your um, team of agents and, you know, manager or anybody like that, like, Hey, you need to get back in there. You know, I luckily have a, have a really awesome team of people. And, um, one of my head agents, he has a, a wife who's an actress and they have two children. And I think more than anything, he gets it. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually, I actually changed agencies when I was about three, four months pregnant. Oh wow. Um, and they all knew I was pregnant Yeah, and wasn't an issue. No. And they knew I wasn't going to be able to go out for pilot season that mm-hmm. year because I would have been like, I was basically having a baby during that time and no one was really concerned about it. Here's what I want to know. I've heard that from a lot of actresses, working actresses who nobody has said, yeah, my agent dumped me or no, I didn't really um, work anymore after I got pregnant or had my baby. Do you think that sort of um, image of a woman or an actress in particular having a kid and it ruining her career, does that still exist? Or was that something that was more like 10, 15 years ago? It's hard to say. I think it does still exist. You do. I think we would be naive to think that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is maybe... Uh, I'm hoping that the tide is turning mm-hmm. and that it's that people aren't just so money-hungry and focused on, oh, well, now she can't work for you know the next six months or right. whatever it is that in the longevity, that's really nothing. That's nothing. That's yeah. nothing in this town. No. Um, but I do think it still exists. And I think people are, you know, maybe just not talking about it as overtly because it's illegal. Mm-hmm. Let's all remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing that it is tough. Like I remember being pregnant and going out for stuff and we hadn't announced that we were pregnant yet. I was up for a show mm-hmm. and the testing period for the show was so long. Like, I would go back for a callback. Oh, great. Now we have a chemistry read. But that's not for another two weeks. Oh, actually, we just changed the date. Okay, now it's this time. Well, we're not going to know if you got it for another two weeks. So here I was, like, about to announce my pregnancy, and I waited a whole other month because I thought if I announced it, they and they found out me. I was pregnant, they would have never hired me. Yeah, and that's I think you're right. Thing. Yeah, I was going to say, and I, and I think you're right. 
because God forbid we show an actual pregnant, like, I don't know what you were auditioning for. Was it a mom? No, it was just, it was like, um, more of like a, a comedic, like, um, wrap up like week, like a, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like a variety show. Oh, like a variety show. They'll be hosting. I think though that people don't want to see pregnant ladies on TV. I think you're right. Why is that? Like when our celebrities, (laughs) like huge stars walked on the red carpet and they're draped in like, you know, Louis Vuitton or whatever. Then we're like, oh, Oh, she looks gorgeous. Look at Natalie Portman. Yes. Yes. Um, But like if when it comes to like actually hiring her when she's that pregnant to to play a part. I don't think anybody would do that. It's weird. It's a weird thing to me. I was hosting another show that uh, for CMT. Um, and I had been doing it for a couple of years and they had one more that they wanted me to do. And Mm -hmm. it was in January of last year. So I was, you know, eight months pregnant Mm -hmm. and they were quite concerned because I was so close to my due date. No, I, that I understand. It's a liability. Sure. Sure. So they want to make sure like I had a note from my doctor that I was okay to be working Mm -hmm. and I was okay to be there, but they were all very nervous about it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh my God. If she goes into labor while on set, like, and, and claims that it was because of the stress of the job, like this could be. Legally, it could be very bad yeah. for us. I think there's something to that, which I do yeah, understand. I understand that, but also... I, it, I agree yeah. with you. I think that there's like a, like a sociological component Sure. To it. I think there's a big... Yeah, that's a big part of it. But also, like, women work in their jobs every day that are pregnant. Yep. Stressful jobs yep. every day that are pregnant. And their companies are not like, oh, we don't want to work with you because we don't right. want you to sue us over, you know, because <laughs> you might get hurt or have give birth in the workplace. Like... So I just think that Hollywood gets away with so much um, of that sort of stuff when it comes to women and pregnancy. Because nobody is holding, nobody is not hiring men because their wives are about to give birth. Right. Oh, we don't want him to be stressed. You know what I mean? Like, Does it, it come back to yeah. like the fact that there's somebody up there making a decision that's like, oh, pregnant women just aren't, they're not sexy in that way yes. that we need them to be? Yeah. Or they're not funny or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, yeah, no, that's a total, we could totally like go down that rabbit hole forever <laughs> and I'd be like, Oh, Hollywood, it's yeah, not fair. Exactly. Um, but I want to talk about, um, Hollywood darling. Yes. This is so cute. Thanks. Tell me about it. Um, and how did it sort of come about? So Hollywood darlings is a half hour comedy. It'll be premiering on the pop network, which formerly was the TV guide network. Nice. The pop network. Are they still going to run the TV Guide thing? No, there was no ticker. It's a totally oh. new network. Um, oh, wow. And they have a lot of uh, original content. They have a show called Shit's Creek, which is really funny. Oh, yes, 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 yeah, yes. Okay, I do remember seeing that. Yes. And then now they're rolling out some of their other new content, which will be our show, and we're paired with the uh, Joey McIntyre show, which is called Return of the Mac. Oh, great. Um, so Joey McIntyre's show is totally fully scripted. Hollywood Darlings is um, not scripted. We are not a reality show, but we are an improvised comedy. So the way this kind of came about um, is I got a call over two years ago mm-hmm. from a producer who had seen my web series, Love and Lakin. I made a web series and sold it to Hulu, and it's on uh, YouTube if you want to watch it. It's still there. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it was sort of like a uh, – I wrote it, produced it, starred in it. Um, it was a farcical um, – satire on like kind of between the office and the comeback as if I love it myself Christine Lakin had used to be this child star and now she was making a grand comeback and she thinks she's America's sweetheart right (laughs) nobody knows who she is so he thought it was really funny he sat down he said hey I want to do a comedy and I want to like team up some of the best like in my mind um icon girls of the 90s and I said, well, that sounds really fun. Let's see who else you get. And, right. You know, what kind of tone you're going for. And we can talk about it. 
So it ended up being myself, Beverly Mitchell, and Jody Sweeten. And we've known each other for years. Um, I'm sure. Jody and I were in acting <clears throat> class when we were kids. Beverly and I, I did an episode of Seventh Heaven. I played an at risk a pregnant teen way back in the day, <laughs> um, as you do on Seven right, Heaven. Right, right. <laughs> um, and so we had all like been in each other's orbit for a long time. Mm-hmm. But now we're all wives and mothers and, you know, Jody's like engaged again. We've all gone off and kind of done our own things and had our own sort of adult lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all kind of reconnected and talked about this show and ended up pitching it all around town. Made a sizzle for Pop and then they finally picked up the show and we did eight episodes this past fall. These things take time, people. I mean, this was like over two years in the making of us trying to just, I mean, Beverly got pregnant and had a baby in between us pitching it and actually filming the show. Oh my gosh. Um, so she was actually on my podcast last spring. Oh, great. Um, yeah, I was at an event and I interviewed her. Um, and I think she either just had her baby or maybe she was still pregnant then. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. She um, probably just had Hutton cause he just turned one. Yeah. That was two. It. He just turned two. God, it's crazy. Um, so it takes years to get TV shows done. It does. And that's surprising to me, especially because you guys have such name value and you already come with fans behind you and, and an instant audience. It all has to do with timing. timing. You know, what network is ready for this right now? Yeah. And I, so many times I, I mean, I've been pitching and writing television shows now for about three years. Um, and I've gotten really close a couple of times and it's not that people, people are like, oh, we love this idea. It's just not right for us right now. Or we have something very similar in the works already. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're looking more for vampires. Do you have anything with vampires? <laughs> and you're like, um, no, no, I don't. don't were you talking to the CW? <laughs> that's all they do <laughs> they is They say vampires. they don't want vampires. They want they vampires. Want vampires. They do. Um, <laughs> So anyway, we we shot these eight episodes. We had such a blast. It doing looks this like show. you guys had fun. We had an amazing showrunner um, and you know a, a team of consultants who basically all came on. We all got together and we had a lot of meetings before we started. We said, "Listen, these are the topics we want to explore: motherhood, friendship, career. Here are some of the fun like Easter eggs about our lives together that we can stick in there. Mm-hmm. Um, here are some great like people that we all know that we could bring into the show." And, like, let's take our personalities and let's, like, really ramp them up and exaggerate them. So Jody is, you know, the wry one. She's the sarcastic one. She's kind of been there, done that. She's, you know, had her um, – uh, she's had a whole life behind the scenes and, like, her personal life and has really, like, made such a, an amazing, I guess, comeback to television and her career. And she's got two amazing kids um, and then there's Beverly, who's like the mom's mom, you know, uh-huh. she was, she's been known kind of for seventh heaven and she's a little more of like, she's conservative. She's very type A. She's like very much a mom when she's home. That's what she, her number one thing is that she wants to do. Um, and I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I'm, you know, I'm probably a little bit more of the, the free spirit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am still working quite a lot trying to balance that motherhood thing and finding that to be a little more of a juggle than I thought it would be Mm -hmm. um and so it it was we kind of exaggerated all of these things and I think I think what we got was was pretty on the nose to what we tried to make so I think it's gonna be fun because I think fans will see sort of the other side of us Mm -hmm. in a a humorous way and really what our friendship is which is we just had so much fun making it um and I think that shows Oh, I think it looks really cute. And I think it's a great group of women that you guys have sort of assembled together. And now people can watch it um, just 
on their like regular TV channel. Yeah. It's not like it's a streaming. It's not streaming mm-hmm. pop. Um, you can go to poptv.com, enter in your zip code. And that'll tell the people that'll where That'll tell they can you how to it. get it with your cable provider. Um, they will also be uh, a week afterwards. They will also be available on Google Play, mm-hmm. Amazon. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other one is. I know Google Play and Amazon for sure. Um, and how much, how involved have you been with the producing aspect of the show? Are you a producer on the yeah, show? Yeah, all three of us are executive oh, great. producers. Great. So from the very beginning, we were all like very involved with what we wanted the show to be like. We likened it to having sort of an office kind of vibe. Um, and we were all, you know, we all knew the storylines going in. So it wasn't like we just would be hanging out and there would be cameras around. Right. We knew like, okay, the storyline is going to be, us going in and, you know, um, uh, it, Christine's going to go to a yoga class and there's going to be somebody there who's like really annoying. And it's like, I'm trying to get my me time. And someone there is just like, won't stop heavy breathing. And I'm like having a freak out and I can't handle it anymore. And that person ended up being Wanye from Boys to Men. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so there's a lot of like nineties, like guest that's stars awesome. in there, but we were just improving. you know, Tamara yeah. Mallory came and did, oh, um, fun. and we just, we were sitting around talking about motherhood mm-hmm. and she came and did a, a scene with us and she was so nervous in the beginning because she was like, I don't think like, I don't know what the show is and I don't know what I should be doing. We're like, girl, it's so easy. Yeah. You can curse. Yeah. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. Like just take our lead. You'll have a great time. And, um, like 20 minutes later we were done and she's like, that's it. Yeah. When can I come back and do more? Right. Um, we have an episode. We go down to Andrew Keegan's full circle church in Venice, and oh my I did like a whole like hippy dippy day, <laughs> and brought brought Beverly with me, and she like hated every moment of did it. Did she? <laughs> Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So there's just, there's some great Easter eggs in there. You know, Soleil Moon Fries in an episode. Oh, fun. Nicole and Heather Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I saw th- your picture of them. Uh, I think you posted a picture. Uh, maybe you posted something on your Twitter yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and we did a whole camping episode with them, fun. which was really fun. I think your fans um, are really going to love it. I, I think, think so too. Um, and they followed you because you were on Step by Step. That was your big breakout yeah. role on Step by Step. Um, but I think. So many fans have rediscovered it. They are have followed you from the beginning. So I think once they see this, they're going to be like, oh my God, this is so great. Like all of the girls we love are now women yeah. and like have real lives. And totally. I think it's going to be wonderful. And you know, I definitely think like 90s nostalgia is back. Mm-hmm. You know, people yeah. like the resurgence of Fuller House, Fuller House obviously yeah. has sort of like brought how well that's done is kind of brought like that, that into the back into the limelight. It's a, I think it's like a, um, a longing for a sweeter, simpler time. Yeah. TV shows now are so dark mm-hmm. and they're great. I mean, Game of Thrones, you know, till I die. Yeah. Outlander totally. is my, is my jam, <laughs> but I'm just saying like, they're just so dark mm-hmm. and there's something sort of lovely and fun and lighthearted about shows like step by step, the original full house and the new yeah. full house too, you know, fuller house. So, uh, I think people are kind of longing for it's that. It's comfort food. Yeah. And, you know, and I remember when I when I got Step by Step, I mean, I was a huge TGIF fan already. I loved, like, Fuller House, Perfect Strangers, you know. And mm-hmm. then I just thought, oh, my God. Perfect I've, Strangers. Like, oh. I've made it. Like, yeah. Friday Night Television, could it get any better than this? Right, right. It was like my, it's like when I would have, like, sleepovers with my girlfriends. We'd order pizza and watch TGIF. That's oh what we gosh. did. So I think it's also, like, a time – when a lot of us were growing up, you know, it was before cell phones. It was mm-hmm. really before internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, AOL maybe, but what, we were waiting like 35 minutes right, for one to log to on. download. So right. forget it. And then your mom <laughs> would like, like pick up the phone and it would all be lost. And you'd have to start over. Mom! Yep. <laughs> um, 
And it was like before 9-11. It was before I think a lot of like, you know, the things that we deal with today um, that are constantly barraging us because we have so much access to information. Mm -hmm. So maybe ignorance was a little bit of bliss. I don't know. Yeah. But it did seem like somewhat of a simpler moment. A simpler time, sweeter time and and naive. Yeah, there was a naivety there, but it wasn't like it was bad. That's not a bad thing necessarily. That's a reason why I think so many parents want to shelter their kids a little bit. Some people don't and that's fine. But like, like somebody asked me the other day if I'm talking to my daughter about the women's March and about Mm -hmm. Trump and all that. And I'm like, she's three. (laughs) I think she would just be like, let's march around the house. Like she wouldn't know really. Um, and I, and we'll talk about those things, but I think when she's able to understand them more and process them more, cause I don't, I don't know. And also she doesn't really need to know the hot mess that's happening in our world right now. Yeah. Just yet. Just let her live her life <laughs> just you let know? her march around the just house just let her march around went. the house <laughs> with her little kazoo or whatever right, totally. um well i'm gonna put up all of this information about hollywood darlings awesome. up on my website motherhoodandhollywood.com. Thank, thank you so much for thank coming by for and talking me. to me yeah um and you guys uh if you want more information about christine again i will put that up there and also where you can follow her on her social media sites and uh remember everybody i'm not a perfect mom but i can play one on tv bye Balls. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Have you overdone your workout and need relief? Or are you already feeling stressed this year and want to find relaxation and balance to unwind? CBD is a safe, effective, plant-based approach to well-being. And Sagely Naturals products are sourced from organic, non-GMO hemp. All trace amounts of THC are removed so you don't have to worry about feeling high. Go to sagelynaturals.com and use code CBD20 for 20% off. That's CBD20 for 20% off. Get back to doing what you love most with Sagely Naturals.